Let us now read from our scripture passage, which comes from John chapter 18. We'll be reading verses 19 through 38. Hear the word of the Lord. The high priest then questioned Jesus about his disciples and his teaching. Jesus answered him, I have spoken openly to the world. I have always taught in synagogues and in the temple where all Jews come together. I have said nothing in secret. Why do you ask me? Ask those who have heard me, who have heard me what I've said to them. They know what I said. When he had said these things, one of the officers standing by struck Jesus with his hand saying, is that how you answer the high priest? Jesus answered him, if what I said is wrong, bear witness about the wrong. But if what I said is right, why do you strike me? Annas then sent him bound to Caiaphas, the high priest. Now Simon Peter was standing and warming himself. So they said to him, you also are not one of his disciples, are you? He denied it and said, I am not. One of the servants of the high priest, a relative of the man whose ear Peter had cut off, asked, did I not see you in the garden with him? Peter again denied it, and at once a rooster crowed. Then they, laid, then they led Jesus from the house of Caiaphas to the governor's headquarters. It was early morning. They, themsel they themselves did not enter the governor's headquarters so that they would not be defiled, but could eat the Passover. So Pilate went outside to, to them and said, What accusation do you bring against this man? They answered him, If this man were not doing evil, we would not have delivered him over to you. Pilate said to them, Take him yourselves and judge him by your own law. The Jews said to him, It is not lawful for us to put anyone to death. This was to fulfill the word that Jesus had spoken to show by what kind of death he was going to die. So Pilate entered his headquarters again and called Jesus and said to him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, Do you say this of your own accord, or did others say it to you about me? Pilate answered, Am I a Jew? Your own nation and the chief priests have delivered you over to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would have been fighting that I might not be delivered over to the Jews. But my kingdom is not from the world. Then Pilate said to him, so you are a king. Jesus answered, you say that I'm a king. For this purpose I was born, and for this purpose I have come into the world, to bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. Pilate said to him, what is truth? After he had said this, he went back outside to the Jews and told them, I find no guilt in him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please be seated. Good morning, church. Uh, why don't we turn to one another and say this. Uh, happy Good Friday. Welcome to our Good Friday worship service, especially those who came um, up uh, from uh, downtown and those of you who also came from uptown as well. It is a rare opportunity, uh, we as a church, because on Sunday, uh, we have different campuses 
and with our lead pastors leading uh, worship service. And yet, uh, through our anniversary and then Good Friday, uh, we have wonderful opportunity for us to gather together and celebrate because God has called us to be one body through His Son, uh, Jesus Christ. Uh, today, um, I would like to share uh, the passage from John chapter 18, which was a long passage. And yet, it is a slightly different passage that we usually preach from on Good Friday. Uh, This is my, I think, 19th time preaching Good Friday at New Hope. And I've been praying through and thinking through, uh, what should I really share with our congregation members? And typically, we share from the passage where Jesus crucified on the cross and dying for our sin and death. But this week, uh, we as a church, we've been going through a series, uh, the way that Jesus was being tested and investigated even. But from there, the truth was being revealed and what he was really was about to do and who he was were revealed. So we celebrate Good Friday because we're truly blessed, because we're in Christ, celebrating the death of Jesus Christ, who gave us new life. I have to say that Good Friday is not a funeral or a memorial day since Jesus already died and rose again 2,000 years ago. But it is a day that we give thanks for his wonderful cross and sacrifice so that we are able to renew our faith and joy of salvation. On top of that, that we are reminded again who we are, our identity, our relationship with the Father through His Son, Jesus Christ. So Jesus came as a light into the world. I shared with our Mississauga congregation members last week that um, the group of us in our Korean congregation, we went to Jerusalem for 10 days. It was a wonderful journey, an amazing opportunity for us to visit different places, and especially Jerusalem, and seeing the way that Jesus took the cross heading towards the Calvary. But throughout uh, the places that we visited, Uh, there were a lot of uh, hidden messages that people were expecting Messiah to come. And there were a group of people uh, calling themselves to be the children of light who tried to remain pure for God. And they wanted to actually isolate it and separate themselves from the world and from the Roman emperor or whatever the suffering that they were going through. Some people even going to the desert, living as a community, separating so that they try to become the children of light, fighting against the children of darkness. And they truly thought that when Messiah comes, the children of light will overcome those obstacles and difficulties and persecutions in their lives. So we have to understand in that kind of context, historical context, Jesus came. And it is not coincident that Gospel John keep emphasizing that Jesus came as the light. Jesus came as a son of light. 
For, for example, chapter 1, verse 4 to 5 begins like this. In him was life, and the life was the light of man. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Chapter 1, verse 9, the true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. Chapter 1, verse 14, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen His glory, glory as the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. So right from the beginning, Gospel of John tried to set up, saying that, you know what, we've been waiting for light, and Jesus came as a light. And this light brings the fullness of grace and fullness of truth. And Jesus saying, I am the light. So it is not coincident when religious leaders and even Pontius Pilate asking these questions, who are you, Jesus? And trying to figure out through investigation by testing him. And today's passage ends in verse 38. Pilate said to him, what is truth? What is truth? You and I, the fact that we're gathering together and we are believers and born again and children of light, that we claim that Jesus is the truth and Jesus is a light. And that separates us from the world. Just like Jewish community, and they were calling themselves to be the children of light, tried to overcome the children of darkness. And yet, this battle is not flesh and blood. When the world is celebrating Good Friday and Easter to be just simply mere uh, long weekend, you and I, we know why there's a Good Friday. When people are trying to try to figure out what is the truth in life, that you and I, we hold on to the truth of the gospel through the Son Jesus Christ. So this morning, I would like to share uh, by answering this question by Pontius Pilate. What is truth? Number one, the truth is the light of the Holy Spirit. Uh, as we read along four different Gospels in Mark, Matthew, Luke's Gospel, it seems like Jesus was remaining silent When all those questions to given to Jesus, who are you? Are you guilty? Very few words that Jesus had spoken when he was tested. However, uh, when we read along Gospel of John, uh, it is a little different because Jesus answers all their questions. And certainly he was very open about his teaching and his words. In verse 20 of today's passage, I have spoken openly. I have, I have spoken openly to the world. I have always taught in synagogues and in the temple where all Jews come together. I have said nothing in secret. So Jesus is saying that, you know, I never kept anything in secret. I said it publicly. I proclaim my message. 
So Jesus was not shy about it. And who he was, his identity, his message. In verse 37, then Pilate said to him, So you are a king? Jesus answered, You say that I am a king. For this purpose I was born, and for this purpose I have come into the world, to bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. So these were questions that were given to Jesus by and these people were actually opposing Jesus and crucifying Christ. Why? Because they could not handle the truth. They could not understand the truth. It's not that Jesus was hiding the truth. He was openly preaching and proclaiming the truth of the gospel. And even though they were hearing over and over again, and yet they couldn't get it. They couldn't understand the truth of the gospel. We're not talking about secular people or unholy people. These were holy people. These were known as the sons and daughters of Abraham, the people of God's covenant. They were the Jews. They were the religious leaders and high priests and scribes who knew the scripture inside out, and yet they couldn't understand the truth. Even though they heard, even though they saw, they couldn't get it. In verse 1, Jesus says, Why do you ask me? Ask those who have heard me what I said to them. They know what I said. But this is not the only incident because we know the Gospel of John. Someone like Nicodemus who came to visit Jesus knocking on the door late night. Nicodemus was a Pharisee, respected leader, who knew the scripture, who lived holy life according to their own tradition and law. And yet, when Jesus was talking to Nicodemus, Nicodemus couldn't understand the truth. And Jesus telling Nicodemus, unless you are born of the Spirit, unless you are born of the Holy Spirit. For ancestors, the fact that you and I, we are here worshiping the Lord Jesus Christ, it is not by religious duty or obligation because that's what good Christians should do. But you and I were here because something prompted our hearts. The only way for us to understand the depth of the cross and God's grace and truth is the ministry of the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit dwelling in our lives. The truth is not the truth from the world, but the truth from above. That's what Jesus is saying. And only way for us to understand and grasp the power of the gospel and what Jesus meant on the cross is by the work of the Holy Spirit. That's why Jesus said in chapter 15, verse 26, but when the helper comes, 
whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who proceeds from the Father, he will bear witness about me. And those who are able to listen, the voice of God is evident that Holy Spirit is dwelling in you. So, brothers and sisters, that's why we celebrate Good Friday. It is not mere holiday or long weekend, but Holy Spirit causes us to understand that there is an eternal turning point of our lives. That Jesus paying for our sin and death, therefore those who place their trust in Him were forgiven by His precious blood. And we become the children of light. The fact that you and I were able to appreciate and worship proves that Holy Spirit is dwelling in our lives and helping us to understand its true significance. Then let me ask you these questions. If the Holy Spirit is really dwelling in you, that's why you are able to really understand the truth, the beauty of the cross. The Holy Spirit continually ministers in our lives and brings the truth, brings the light in our lives. Dear young students and parents, whenever you need to make critical decisions of your life, who do you turn to? Do you feel lost? In the midst of uncertainty for your future, you feel like there are so many options and yet you have no confidence and you are in fear of making any mistake. Or in fact, some of you failed miserably and you feel like you are going through a dark season of your life. Feeling lost. But as you are going through dark season, this, the message of the gospel brings us hope because we are the children of light that we have this, the truth and the Holy Spirit living in us. So the moment that we recognize who Holy Spirit is in our lives and lean to Him, dependent on Him, the Holy Spirit begins to bring light in your soul. The Holy Spirit reveals God's truth in your life. So I would like to encourage those feeling lost and going through a dark season. God loves you. And Christ died for your sin and that, and not only that, has sent you the spirit of truth so that in the midst of trouble, in the midst of persecution and conflict, the Holy Spirit will light and bring light to your soul and show you the love of God, the heart of God, the will of God, and will lead you to the path of God. That's why we are able to celebrate this Good Friday. Secondly, 
It is the truth of light of freedom. Notice in this passage, Jesus was captured, was bound, mocked, afflicted. In verse 24, Annas then sent him bound to uh, Caiaphas, the high priest. In verse 28, then they led Jesus from the house of Caiaphas. So Jesus was captured. But in contrast, it is very interesting because as Jesus was being tested and being persecuted, in the middle of the passage, there is a story of Peter. When Jesus was captured, Peter, one of the disciples, was free. But we know the story when the servant asked Peter, aren't you one of Weren't you a follower of Christ? Peter was scared and he denied Christ three times. And because he cursed and he denied Christ, he was escaped. He would escape. He was a free man. Even though physically he was free, he was in the bondage of failure. Guilt, shame. Not only he denied Christ, but he denied the purpose of his life, calling of his life, his identity in his relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. He has lost his joy. That's what we see, the contrast. Jesus was physically captured and yet he was free to boldly proclaim his identity, who Father is. On the other hand, Peter being free physically and yet in his soul he was captured in his bondage. What about us? In verse 19, the high priest asked Jesus about his disciples and his teaching. And the commentaries say that the high priest was wondering, you know, how many followers that Jesus was having? What kind of influence Jesus had? The size of congregation members. The impact that his followers and disciples could make. And we have to ask the same question. We often talk about budget. We often talk about the size of congregation members or the project or ministries that we run. Outside of church, we talk about our own criteria, our education degree, what we have, how much God has blessed our lives. And even after counting all those things, and yet, today, Christianity, many Christians have lost their impact and influence. Why is it? Because we have lost freedom. But the gospel preaches us and reminds us once again that Jesus died on the cross in order to set us free.
As we see that Jesus was captured, persecuted, and yet still boldly proclaimed his good news. On the other hand, Peter and other disciples, after encountering the risen Christ, I mean, they were transformed, but until then, they were scared. They were in the bondage. So, brothers and sisters, what kind of freedom do we have? As we hear prayer requests of the missions field, persecuted countries where North Korea, China, and other places where even today, this day and age, if they profess Christ, a place like Afghanistan, if they get baptized, they are threatened to be killed and died, and yet, you know what? These people are still willing to be baptized. These people are still willing to gather together on their house church. We think that they have no freedom of religion and yet they're free. On the other hand, those of us who are in North America, we have so much. We have a freedom of religion. We have a freedom of worshiping God. We have a freedom of celebrating our Lord Jesus Christ. And yet, many of us were in the bondage. Bondage of fear. Bondage of insecurity. Bondage of addiction. Bondage of hatred. Bondage that we cannot even get out from our past. And yet death on the cross, that Christ has died on the cross to set us free. And brothers and sisters, whatever, you feel like you are in the bondage. If you feel like you have not free, that God wants to minister to you today. That Christ has set you free. When we say that we believe in the truth, we're not just having had knowledge that, okay, Jesus died and on the third day he rose again. We celebrate Easter. That's not what it means as we truly understand the depth of the cross that you and I, we are free. We're forgiven. We have power to move forward because of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Lastly, it is a truth of light of holiness. In verse 36, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servant would have been fighting that I might not be delivered over to the Jews. But my kingdom is not from the world. Jesus is clarifying that his kingdom is not from the world. But if he were, he would fight in the same way with the world. What is the implication of his saying? That you and I, we belong to the kingdom of God. Therefore, we do not fight just like the world. The same way with the world. And that's what separates the true children of light and children who do not know the truth of the gospel. You know, many times we tend to separate, you know, holy, sacred, and secular. You know, the very... Tainted way. Uh, 
Many of us, we think that, okay, when we come to church, this is a sacred place. Therefore, we need to act more sacred, more holy. But outside of church, we're free. Like, we can do whatever we want. I remember hearing that, you know, oh, today is Good Friday, so you need to, you know, act holy. You know? But what about other days? I remember when I was doing college ministry, you know, one of the college kids got upset at church, you know, fellowship and swore, you know. And his friend said, well, this is church. You shouldn't be swearing. Right? And that's a good point. But the other part is like outside, you can do whatever you want. Right? Today's uh, Sunday, you know, Lord's Day. So you shouldn't do certain things. But other than Lord's Day, you are allowed to do many other things. And that's implication or many of us tend to separate secular and sacred and try to just keep ourselves, you know, stay amongst brothers and sisters, only Christians. But as Jesus came as the light, unlike the Kumnan community or other people, they isolated themselves in the desert or living holy life, pure life. Jesus came as a light and actually he was not passive. Don't do these things and don't do those such things. But you know what? He was active. This light is not passive light. It's not simply a reflection. It was active light, meaning going into the world. Not of the world and yet going into the world. And the implication of you and, you and me is that if we truly understand the gospel, the light of the holiness is not about Christianity, the pursuing like to-do list and not-to-do list, but it's really about actively going out and shine the character of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we do not stay where we are, but we go out. Light never hides from darkness. Darkness hides from the light. And yet, many of us, we tend to have opposite life where we hide from darkness. No, we shine in the darkness. Therefore, I hope and pray that you and I, we are the beacons of God's light. Maybe in your life, and there are people around you, your friends, the communities and broken relationship, hurting relationship, that God has called you to go there and shine so that you will be representing Christ in those dark places. If we truly believe the power of the cross and the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, no longer we're stuck in the past, but we are able to move forward. And not only that, we go out actively and to shine life and joy. So, brothers and sisters, and that is our calling. And I think in workplaces, 
I don't really understand. If, we, if you are true disciples of Jesus Christ, you know, when you go to workplace, you, you need to be a joy giver. You need to be a life giver. Why is it that when you go to workplace, like, we bring depression or like we bring sadness, condemn, condemnation? Or why is there such a conflict? If we truly believe and internalize the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, no, in darkness we go and we bring joy, we bring light, we bring love. And I hope and pray that today we're able to renew our hearts once again. And may there be light in your family. May there be joy and laughter. And when you feel lost, you receive the guidance from the Holy Spirit, and you are free to live as children of light. Let me conclude today's message. The children of light are called to make impact through everyday life. Let's pray together. Just like Pontius Pilate asking that question, what is truth? Brothers and sisters, what is truth in your life? We say that we believe in the truth of the gospel. We believe that Jesus is the truth. And praise the Lord that you and I were saved. But the very fact that you and I, we can say and testify that Jesus is the truth, already you have Holy Spirit dwelling in you. If you have the Holy Spirit dwelling in you, God is inviting you to lean on the Holy Spirit, depending on the Holy Spirit. I would like to ask and invite those, especially if you feel you're lost, you feel like you're going through a dark season of your life, you feel like your family is in the darkness. And try to overcome many different ways, and yet one of the best ways, brothers and sisters, is to lean on the Holy Spirit and listen to God's heart, God's voice. What is God saying to you, to your heart this morning? Maybe some of you, God is inviting you to come back because you've been in darkness just too long. If you feel like God is inviting you, please respond in your prayer. Secondly, maybe some of you, you believe in the power of the cross and yet you are not free. You're still in the bondage. Whatever you are in the bondage of, let's come to the feet of the cross today. Lord, I know that you died on the cross to set me free. And I want to be free. Let's spend some time in prayer.
Jesus, for us to die is gain. For we shall be with you, and to live is for Christ, who gave himself up for us. Father, may we live out this song that we just sang, a life of paradox, that we may die with you, die to ourselves, thousand death, to our selfishness, to our sin, to our addiction, to our idols, so that we may truly live with you in the newness of life, the very resurrection life that you have imparted to us through your death and resurrection. What a wonderful cross. We thank you, Jesus. We give our lives to you. We pledge our allegiance to you. Be glorified, O oh God, through our lives, through our church, through all that we are, through all that we do. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, amazing love of God our Father, and the fellowship and empowering of the Holy Spirit be with all of God's people who have received the grace of God to live a life in this world as light of Christ now and forevermore. Amen.